brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts, offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. The teachers are alive. They're not books. They are the very living essences of nature itself. What a strange person. Unbelievably powerful supercomputer that's running our reality, and we don't have a clue yep. as to how to operate it. So when maybe you or somebody else creates an AGI system, and you get to ask her one question... What's outside the simulation? Say in your mind, say to yourself, I am more than my physical body. I am more than physical matter. I can perceive that which is greater than the physical world. Live from Daytona Beach, this is Lighting the Void, and I'm your host, Joe Roop, and we are live on Fringe.fm, KTLK Digital Broadcasting. It's Thursday. 
May the 26th on into the 27th. It's midnight here on the East Coast and 9 p.m. on the West Coast. And that's right, you're a whole hell of a lot more than your physical body. And if this is your first time listening to the broadcast, that's pretty much what we talk about on here. The call-in number for tonight, 1-800-588-0335. You can call into the broadcast. You can email me at contact at lightingtheboy.com. And by the way, our show website is lightingthevoid.com. So I want to thank everybody that's made a donation for the fundraiser. There's some things that are shifting around, so the goal might shift around. I'm, I'm kind of laying back to watch and see what happens here. But I told you guys, man, things are changing. And whether you look at it as good, bad, or whatever, everything happens for the good. Well, most everything. There's been a lot of crazy bad stuff happening as of late, um, especially with the shootings and our condolences go out to those families. It's been a really big, big deal. And I know there's a ton of radio broadcasts talking about it, but here we've stuck to the esoteric. So the past few nights we've been talking about the out-of-body experience. We went into deep stuff about Monroe. We also even uh, played his old gateway, gateway voyage exercises on there. Maybe was even trying to get out of body live on the air. But you just never know. I just got to tell you guys, I always do this show off the cuff. You know, I have a general outline of what I'm going to do in my head, but I don't really do a lot of prep work. I think it takes the authenticity out of it. Of course, I do foul up all the time, but it's more interactive because right now I'm here with you live right now. And I'm excited. I'm excited because there is the good news, like the new Stranger Things season's coming out. I don't know if they're going to release it at midnight or tomorrow morning. And if you're a nerd like me that loves that show, then I bet you're excited too. And if you're one of the people that are posing that think, oh, I hate that show or whatever, but you're going to watch it secretly, come on, man. Really? Anyways, my website is lightingthevoid.com. You can sign up to become a member there too. Tonight, we have Chris Martinez back on the broadcast, my brother from another mother. I met him on Magic on the Mountain at uh, Contact at the Cabin with the Grimerica crew, and uh, that's happening again, too. Mount Shasta, February uh, the 10th. If you go to contactatthecabin.com, you can check it out. Get your You're probably going to want to get your uh, tickets now because I think, I hate, I know there's stuff happening that I can't talk about, Okay. But if you want to get a ticket, now's the time to do it. So get a ticket now. Chris, what's up, man? It's good to have you back on here. What's up, Joe? Yeah. Glad to be here, brother. Have you been doing a little I'm, ma- I'm magic lately? I'm glad that Stranger Things. Oh, yeah? Yeah, man. You opened up with that Stranger Things, and I was just thinking about that right now before you even started talking, so I'm glad you're into it. Yeah, dude, I love that show. I mean, they, they pretty much robbed that show off the Montauk Project, but... It's, I don't know, like I'm an 80s kid, so I love the whole vibe of it. And, um, you know, a lot of people talk crap about it too now, but all the, everybody loved that show when it came out. And I think this is going to be the final season, and it's the new episodes are to be released on the 27th, which I don't know at what time, but it's coming out, man, t- today. Or, well, I'm on the East Coast. Tomorrow for the people on the West Coast. So tomorrow for you. Right. I've been catching up with my daughter. She's into it. And to be straight, I've only seen the first season. So I'm catching up so I can watch the new ones. 
Yeah. You know, um, my son took a trip down here to Panama City Beach. He just took a trip to Florida with his friends. He didn't even tell me, and I don't even think he's going to come out and see me. But he asked me, he said, hey, Dad, uh, when you went to uh, Panama City Beach after your, uh, after your senior year, did you write on a bathroom wall? And I'm thinking, maybe, but I don't know why they wouldn't have painted it by now. And so uh, he found a wall that said uh, Joe was here or whatever from Arkansas. And he thinks it's me, but I don't think it's me. Oh. <laughs> you know? Wow. It's been 18 since the last time I, I did that, you know? But speaking of graffiti, uh, just so you know, they found a 1,700-year-old graffiti piece. And it was found on Hadrian's Wall. And it's, dude, it's so hilarious because it's written in Greek, but it's 1,700 years old. And some Roman took a rock and etched out a penis and then put, like, you know, pretty much what people write on bathroom walls. It's on a rock, dude. It's like 2,000 years old. A Roman did it. Yeah. They're calling it a large phallus on the, on the rock, but you know what I mean. So. Right. Even dudes back then had senses of humor or were assholes, you know. I think it was uncovered in the yeah, Venom Orlando. Yeah, that's a funny thing. That's crazy, isn't it? That's a funny. That's a funny thing, dudes do. <laughs> <laughs> it's like we always thought it was this society that did it, but apparently the Romans did it too. They just found it. They just found it. It comes from a secure context below a fourth-century cavalry barracks. It's it was a, a dude in the Roman army, pretty much in the Roman army, that they found that did it, but. So what's been going on in your world, brother? Any cool stuff of late? Cool, metaphysical, oh, yeah. spiritual, weird, paranormal? What's up? Every day, every day something wild is going on. Um, especially since I'm back into home services, going into a few homes a day. I visit on average four to five houses a day, so... It's usually at least one house, some some wild happens. So just two days ago, I walked up to a house that I knew something was going to be different because uh, you know, I, I live down here in the southwest in Tucson, and mm. there's a lot of uh, a lot of Christian culture. And so you see a lot of crosses, like... You know, a lot of crosses everywhere. But this house I went to two days ago, Joe, I pull up and there's like devils everywhere and gargoyles everywhere what? and like super like dark stuff like uh, dragons and um, a, a knight with a sword. And right up at the doorway, there's like a cowboy with his gun pointing right at you. And I'm like, damn, this this house is like way different you know like 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 I, I i'll share pictures with you later there's straight up like devils in the yard everywhere and i was i walk up and i knock on the door and a lady answers the door and bless her heart she she looked she looked straight up like a, like a witch like a little witch and she invites me in with a big old grin and i walk in and and right when I walked in, like, I felt this, uh, I, I'm real sensitive, so I, I haven't really known what to call it, but I get this vibration. So my body starts humming, and right when I walk in, 
And I see this older gentleman sitting off in the distance with this big white beard, and he's sitting on his lazy boy chair. And I go straight to the thermostat because I'm there to take care of the air conditioning. So I go down the hallway, and I see down the hallway uh, this little wizard doll sitting on the shelf. And I straight up asked the lady, I said, ma'am, I said, is is your dad, the gentleman over there in the chair, I said, is your dad a wizard? And she just like <laughs> laughed at me, but didn't but didn't answer the question, you know. Yeah. And I said, no, "I'm serious. Is your dad a wizard?" And she said, "I don't know." She goes, "I don't think so." <clears throat> so, fast forward, I get through my my job, check her air conditioning, and I'm getting ready to leave. And I said, "You know, thank you for having me at your home." Uh, I said, the energy here was really exciting, and this has been a pretty cool experience. And she said, well, thanks. I said, as soon as I walked in your house, and then I explained to her what happened, I, I said, I, my like, the energy was off the chain, like I was vibrating and humming right over there by that couch. And she says, well, my mom died right there on that couch in January. And I said, and then right when she said that, dude, like, so I was trying to think, when I was coming on to talk to you, how can I explain this? So in Stranger Things, when Winona Ryder is communicating with Will, like he's using these lights, and when she says like a correct answer, he'll like put that light on. And so that's like kind of what started happening in the hallway, Joe. Like the lady started saying things, and then like my body would like light up internally like to confirm certain things that this lady was saying. And like for like three, four minutes in the hallway, I was like, like, I don't even like a channel, a medium. I don't know the correct term, but something you're, was you're happening. You're picking up on some, some weird vibrations, huh? Yeah. So, and it was only when she would say certain things. And then, dude, it was, I, I didn't go there for that, you know? And the lady starts crying and uh, then she thanks me, and uh, it was, it was, it was, uh, I didn't know who else to tell, man. I was like, I gotta call, call Joe and tell him what just happened. It was, it was weird, man. Wait, like, well, why'd she start crying? Because I was, like, answering questions that she was asking me that her mother was answering through me. Like, so, a yes or no question. So you were being a medium for the grandmother? Yeah. Exactly. Okay. That's, that's that's what I'm trying to say. Like, and so then she started asking, like, you know, about her dad and why, why is her mom still here? And because her dad's ready to pass on too, and she's like sticking around to help him through this process. And like, I, I, you know, it was just, it, I like I knew from my past experiences after I told you what happened. It, you know. I had a spiritual awakening. I, I wasn't born aware of these abilities, but recently I can't turn them off, brother. Like I go into these houses and shit just happens. Like I didn't go in there for all that to have, like I was shaking it off. I had to, you know, wipe tears out of my own eyes. Like it was super intense, you know, I had to just get up out of there and like, and, and pulling into the yard, seeing all that, uh, all the devils and, uh, and gargoyles and demons, I didn't really know what to expect, you know, because I'm not, you know, it didn't, like, turn me off. It kind of got me real curious, like, you know, who is this person? Uh, 
That's weird. So, what, what was anyways, all? Did they have like all kinds of weird like paintings and stuff too, or was it just the gargoyles that got you? Oh no, no, it was weird. It was weird all the way in through. They had a totem pole that had like an owl on the top, a dog, a cat. It was like all these different animals. He had the seven deadly sins with faces associated like his characters in stone in the backyard. Like this dude had thousands and thousands of dollars worth of evil like creatures in stone. Like, and I asked, I said, where, you know, where did all this stuff come from? And she just said her dad has been, been, you know, collecting that stuff his whole, his whole life or whatever. So. He straight up looked like Merlin, you know, sitting on the chair, and there was literally a wizard doll, like, on on the dresser. <laughs> so, well, you know, I didn't have a conversation with the man because he's literally, like, on the edge of life, you know. That's why his daughter was walking me through the house. Well, you know, I, t- I, I talked about this, too, this, well, this past uh, Scorpio moon. There's a lot of crazy energy and changes and, I mean, big changes and, and death-type energies and transitions happening and things like that. So, you know, some people are aware of it, but I think it's it's pretty much past. I know we got an, another new moon show coming up, but I think that's pretty interesting. You know, we just got through reading a book last night about, well, it was called The Occult Anatomy of Man with Manly P. Hall. And Manly P. Hall had something to say about mediums. Did you know that? He. No, I have I have a couple books, but they're like stories. He advocated for uh, clairvoyance instead of mediums, right? Because he thought mediums were, it was dangerous to be a medium because you were just kind of opening yourself up to whatever. But from what you're telling me is like, now you didn't get any bad vibes or anything, did you? I mean, everything sounded no pretty on the level. No, it was like it was like yeah, it's a it's a real warm, fuzzy, like a light turning on, beginning in the spleen. Wow, how, it's like right where your right where your spleen is. Like all of a sudden, it gets like a light turning on in your chest. People understand this. I've heard people understand it. Yeah, you just you do it. Well, it, it, it sounds totally random because obviously you're at your job. It's not something that you would just offer up, right? I mean, like, that just, it had to happen. If it has to happen, it has to happen. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want to, I don't offer it up, that's for sure. Like, and that's what I was thinking, like, as I'm leaving, I'm like, damn, like, you know, <clears throat> there's people out there that, like, Okay, so some of these books that I came across, Joe, the series is is The Initiates. Okay, so that's it. It's just The Initiates. I don't know. There's that's that's the only title. There's five volumes, and one of these like golden rules is you can't charge like like. Okay, so it's one thing like to you know you're afraid you're gonna hurt someone's feelings, aren't you? No, no, what I'm saying is like, there's like, okay, so there's a, I don't really believe in like, I don't know what to believe. Like, I never thought psychic stuff was real, but I I understand that like, if you, you know, I don't know what to think about someone in a turban, like, you know, at the carnival, you know, with a booth, (laughs) charging money, 
Yeah, yeah, I know I what you're getting at. My time. There's a golden. You know I mean? But what happened with me and that what happened with me and that lady was genuine, you know. And like, yeah, she didn't pay for that. I didn't ask for no money either. It wasn't even there for that. It just happened. Yeah. So there's a golden rule in what you wanted to say, but you didn't want to like upset anybody. I think, and you can correct me if I'm wrong here, is that there's a golden <laughs> rule. There's a golden rule that in that book somewhere it says not to charge for spiritual services. Otherwise, it kind of takes them right. out of the thing, yeah. right? Yeah, that's it, dude. Yeah, so, I don't want to hurt your feelings. Oh, you're not hurting <laughs> my feelings. You know? I'm just teasing. Well, you know, like, yeah, that's... I do hypnosis, bro, you know? And that's that's a real thing. I don't know if it's spiritual or not. It's kind of like scientific, so I don't consider it spiritual. I mean, I practice magic and talk about it with people too, right? But uh, But I also tell people... You know, if it's, this may not be your thing, you know. So, I think as far as like what you're talking about, though, it's kind of like when you know, if you go to um, any kind of psychic and they charge you money, it's hard. It's hard to take it seriously though until you actually like meet a real one, and then you want to pay them. It's different, you know. It's different. Right. right. Yeah, it's different. So, and I think some people are called you to do want, it. Yeah, that's like Sybil Leak was an astrologer, and that's all she was called to do was do that. Uh, you know, she was a witch too, but she was an astrologer, and uh, she spent most of her time f uh, studying and focusing on this stuff and helping people. But then, like, if that was what was taking up all of her time, how's she supposed to live? How's she supposed to make a living? How's she supposed to? You know, unless she's just going to be some, like, homeless person. So I don't know. And then Jesus had, like, uh, Judas. But, but that's a whole, that's kind of ironic he said it. Because Judas was the guy that carried, took care of the money in the group, you know. So I don't know. He was also the betrayer, too, wasn't he? I don't know, bro. Yeah, but I think he was, but I think he was his best friend, you know. Like, you would want your... Like, if he knew, like, he's like, okay, like, if I was going to have somebody turn me in, like, let's say I knew I was going to die, I'd be like, have you, I'd be like, hey, Joe, I need you to be the man, man, like, you're going to be the one to come and kiss me and turn me in because I'm my best friend to, to be to be the one. What? That's like the, how the mafia does it, though. You know? They act like they're your best buddy, yeah. they're going to buy you cake and take you out to eat, buy you a steak. And do everything cool for you, tell you they love you, wrap their arms around you, and then blow your brains out. I don't know. But what if, but if, but if the story is that he knew, you know, like he knew that he came and he was going to die for his, you know, if he knew, then he already knew Judas was going to be the one, right? Yeah. Judas had, some, Judas had some other problems. And all these people, like, if you believe that the story is real and it really actually happened, and I, I do believe that the man really walked the face of the earth. There's so, yeah, there's so many years, 33 to be exact, uh, that's not accounted for. And it, you know what was cool, how I was talking to you the other day about the Essenes, right, that I believe Jesus, or at the time, who we call Jesus, and John the Baptist, and Mary Magdalene, all were Essenes. And Manly P. Hall talks about that in his book, uh, the Occult Anatomy of Man, he said, 
he started, he don't, he didn't say Jesus wasn't a scene, but he hints about the story of his life. He said, and then he goes right to talking about the Essenes, like he put them together, but kind of without saying it, you know. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a Midi clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but MIDI Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Well, the... The author, uh, what is it? I can't remember the author, but I have I have literature that also puts Jesus in the scenes category. Swinburne Clymer, wow. R. Swinburne Clymer, the Rosicrucian author. Yeah, yeah. Um, I remember. I remember. Uh, you being interested in that. Yeah, I'm very interested. You, you in like that. to read everything up, everything on these scenes, right? Because there's not that much out there. It's hard to find. No, there's not. And Dr. Stilionis Ateshlis or Doskalos refers to the Essenes quite a bit. You know, I think he might I think he might actually have a lineage or maybe one of the last lineages to the Essenes. But he was also considered like one of the masters that taught the Theosophical Society. Because the Theosophists, they always uh, hinted about these secret masters that taught them things and stuff like that. And Doskalos was, was supposedly one of them. So if you read Doskalos's material, it's really hardcore Christian mysticism, the esoteric practice and the esoteric teachings. But he, he talks about the Essenes so much and the Essenes having a lineage back to ancient Egypt and back to, uh, the Hindus, right? Or India. So does Manly P. Hall. It's the same thing, right? And so dude disappears for 30-something years, 20-something years. Where does he go? Everybody else in the Bible went to Egypt. Moses went to Egypt. Joseph went to Egypt, you know? Like, there's some stuff going on, man, that we don't know about for sure. This is, see, this is, this is why my favorite Bible story as a kid and today still is like those three kings, which... Which uh, you know, the, they're the magi, right? The magicians. In the, yeah. That's what it says. Like, so if these magi came to see him, you know, like they knew he was this great, the great master teacher come. They didn't just 
bring him some gifts and then never see him again, right? They he they probably he studied under them. That's what I think. Yeah, there's some. Uh, he went back, right? He went back to and studied. Yeah, and there's some there's some deep symbolism there too, actually. So, um, it's pretty interesting stuff, dude. We gotta talk. We gotta talk Rosicrucianism, man. Right? You and I. That's where I'm at. That's what I'm all about. I heard you say the other day on one of your shows that I was like, I didn't realize Joe was that into Rosicrucianism. Like that's pretty much the basis of where most of my reading has been. Yeah. I read some of these books twice over because it really resonated with me. Yeah, so that's what we're going to get into tonight here with the Chris Martinez. Crazy story, though, man. Weird stuff happens to you all the time, doesn't it? It's getting weirder and stranger for you out there on your spiritual journey, it sounds like. The door is opened. The door is open, right? All right. Well, I want to talk a little Rosicrucianism tonight. I've had personal experience with this. We'll get into it. we got the perfect guy here, my study buddy, also Magic on the Mountain buddy, Chris Martinez, is here with us. We'll be right back. More Lighting the Void coming up. Stay with us. Some of you guys have said, yeah, I'm going to donate. You haven't donated, though. Chris donated. You're the man, Chris. You know that? I'm just letting you know, brother. You're the man. Oh, no. I don't. I don't. Listen, I've. I've had a lot of uh, spiritual, like what I, I'm. See, I think you got to test all this stuff, right? Like, doesn't it say that in the Bible or something that you're supposed to test all the spirits? Like, if you think something's talking to you, like test every spirit or whatever. I mean, that's if you live by the Bible, though. I guess I'm just curious if you thought about that. Like, if you had no reservations when you felt whatever you felt. No. Not at all. I and I used to test like, like and say I'm testing this. Like these, you know. I I used to tell these this young boy. And we've talked about it in the past. I don't want to get too much into it, but yeah, sure. You know, I'm, I'm going to make. You know, it's going to work out. Things are going to work out. And like going on the faith, going on belief, but testing it like. Taking a risk, actually giving my money like to charity or to a young boy, and then yeah. just believing that things are going to work out, or saying yes to go on a trip to Utah and just believing things are going to work out, and then it works out. Like testing it, and then if, you know if it fails, it wasn't meant to be, I guess. But that's uh, I think that a thing that happens to you all the time is life. Life will test your faith, right? And it'll do it in the most mm-hmm. impractical ways and the worst ways. Like the, so it's almost like golf, I think. You know, when you got, you, you play golf at all? A little bit, maybe? A little bit. I would, I would say no, just, all right, well, just for leisure. If you ever put a good series together, you know what it feels like. So if you're on a par four and you par the hole and pretty much all your clubs you hit down the fairway, you hit them good and you think you got it all figured out. And then you get to the next hole and you're in the woods, 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 woods the whole time, you know? And it's like, I thought, I thought I had all this figured out. I thought, God, I thought you had my back, right? And all it is, is the the adversary to test your faith again. You know, why do you keep doubting? And it's, and it's some kind of weird uh, 
a thing that happens to take you to the next level of faith. And I don't think faith means like don't do anything, but faith also means following your heart and meeting in the middle with kind of like what spirit's trying to get you to do. It's always there. It's always calling you, you know? Don't you think? I feel like, like there's, I feel like there's a deeper word, like, because I grew up and mom would say, you know, have faith. But there's more to just like believing. It's like with all your depth and all your soul, like, like willing to jump off the cliff, like, and knowing you're going to fly and not die. You know what I mean? Like, that's a little bit. It's super intense. I yeah. know. That's a little. But you, you know what I mean? Like, it's got to be super, super intense belief. Right. Right. Well, like beyond just faith. I don't know. Because my mom used to say, have faith. And yeah, have faith, have faith. But it's more than that. I don't really know the word for it. Well, knowing. I, I used to say it's knowing. It's not believing. It's that's, like knowing. Yeah, knowing no. is like the, is the Gnostic thing. That's what Gnosticism about is about, is knowing. And it's funny when you get into this like Rosicrucian, Gnostic, M Masonic stuff. It all comes back to the same things, but the Rosicrucian order was like a really a mysterious order because nobody even knows if they were really a thing a long time ago in the Renaissance era. It was almost like when they wrote the manifestos and stuff, it was, this is the way they looked at it. The more I studied, the more I realized this, okay? So you got secret societies and people that meet up in the real world. Well, the way these guys created the Rosicrucian order or whatever is that they believed that the true mystery schools were in the astral realm. So you didn't have to go to a building and meet up or do a bunch of secret handshakes or anything like that because it was all an alchemical process that happened in the astral realm. It happened with the Kundalini centers in your body. It also happened in... Uh, in all esoteric and hidden ways. So Paul Foster Case even wrote about the true invisible Rosicrucian order. But however, there is a history to it. There is a worldwide so-called brotherhood that possesses this esoteric wisdom that we call the Rosicrucians. But it's the reason why we call them that is because there's a symbol of a rose on a cross, which is kind of like the the Martin Society, but it's got occultism in it, it's got hermeticism in it, it's got Christian mysticism, Jewish mysticism, Gnosticism, and they all claim to have this secret wisdom that was handed down to them, right? So it's, it. just to be honest with me, bro, do you, do you get a little confused trying to nail this stuff down when you read all of it, trying to figure out what it all is? Well, there's so much to it. What like there's there's a lot to it, Joe. I mean I it really resonated with me um for two really specific reasons cuz I had like questions uh about the astral realm, about what happened to me when I drowned, what happened, you know, uh and and it answered those questions. And talked when talking about the silver cord and these different like levels of uh heaven different spirits and the, the combination of the Christian mysticism with my own experiences 
just it just uh, I had to read it again, and it's a big ass book. I read it twice, and then I have the second series, which is questions and answers on the Rosicrucian Cosmo conception, and uh, I, I went out of the way and bought like all the copies I could find online, and there none of them were cheap. So I have, I've almost adopted these texts, the Rosicrucian Cosmo conception, as like my spiritual literature. Right. And I like have one for my son, have one for both of my daughters, and I have like two for study that I can whip through and don't matter if I mess up the pages. That's how much I'm into this stuff. I do. I don't. I, I don't claim to understand all of it for sure. Uh, uh, but, but damn. Uh, well, people think well, anytime you hear that this goes, see, I've been tracing this stuff for a while, right? Just because it's the, I, I love the teachings more than I do the history, but the history has kind of a, the history of it has kind of like this, uh, it's kind of like something that you would see in a Indiana Jones or Angels and Demons movie or something. I know. I, you know? I know. I know I'd look into the history, Joe, because I yeah. wanted to know that too. And it really hits a dead end. Like, there's that one text, and it's like, who was this Christian Rosencruz? Right, so so there's actually three things that came out. So uh, these are the origins, and most people think that all of these these three things were written or were contributed to by Johann Valentin Andrea, which this guy was a Lutheran theologian, and uh, he wrote this uh, treatise um, Called it was like a utopian treatise called uh, Christianopolis in 1619, but then there was these letters that came out. One was the the Fama Fraternitanis of the Materius Order of the Rosy Cross, and in 1614 the Confession of the Rosicrucian Fraternity, in 1615 the chemical and this is the one you're referring to, which is the craziest one, which is uh, the chemical marriage of Christian Rosencroids. Yeah. 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 Uh, and this is who they claim founded the Rosicrucian order, but it's obviously a mythological story, right? You, when you read it, but according to the books, yeah. the guy was born in 1378 and lived for 106 years old, which if you do the gematria with that, that's seven, right? So they're given, it's funny that there's so many powers of seven and seven mysteries that they kind of hide that stuff. And then, uh, they say that after he went to the Middle East, North Africa, everywhere, that he went to Germany and organized the Rosicrucian Order in 1403. Where, and then, I guess in 1409, he had a tomb after his death. Now, this is all, it's, because they put dates in there, it sounds like it's real. But I, you know what I think? I think possibly, uh, what's his name? I can't think of his name now. It was on the tip of my tongue, started this whole thing. Uh, I'll think of it in a minute. But you know what I mean. Like, it's when you read the story, it's pretty weird, right? Some lot of stuff doesn't add up, you know? Yeah. No, I, I know what you're saying. Rudolf Steiner, that's what I'm thinking about. Rudolf Steiner. Rudolf Steiner. Yeah. I'm thinking Steiner probably started the, well, the big awareness of all this stuff, the modern awareness of the Rosicrucian Order. But they were into alchemy. They're- um, the, the, the orders that we have now, there's magical orders, right? So the Golden Dawn would be the first degrees of the magical orders. And then they have the RRAC, which is like the astral degrees. 
and then they have the higher ones. And then they have Amork, which claims, which is in San Jose, California. They claim to have real lineage back to the Rosicrucians and stuff, but they don't, they don't do, uh, like tarot or magic or anything. They just do like alchemy and astrology, stuff like that. Christian mysticism, Egyptian stuff. And then there's Max Heindel's order, which is kind of like, uh, yeah. A big astrological alchemical thing going on there, you know. It's all that's, it's, that's the one I'm most familiar with. Is Max Heindel. Heindel's. Yeah, yeah. That's some pretty cool, yeah, pretty cool stuff, though. When you read his astrology, though, isn't it? Like the way he looks at everything. I think definitely. I, that's where I first heard. That's where I first heard this mystical interpretation of Christmas. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the three kings and the stars. I don't know, man. That, you know, when I got into Freemasonry, they have a Rosicrucian order in Freemasonry. That's called the Society of Rosicrucian in Anglia, which is actually from England, but they have an American version of it. And you have to go through all, you have to go through all of the regular degrees of Freemasonry, at least in the Yorkrite, to even join the Rosicrucian order. It's really wow. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Right? The way they have it, they had it set up was when you when you go into Blue Lodge Masonry, you have to do the three degrees of Blue Lodge Masonry, and then if it's, it's up to you to go into the Scottish Rite, which kind of goes through the Kabbalah and uh, shows the ancient Egyptian and pagan stuff that corresponds with the the all of the symbols, uh, or you can go the York Rite, which is only ten degrees. But that's super like Christian mysticism degrees. And then you can go on to the Rosicrucian order. You can do all of it if you want to. But that stuff's been around, I would say, with a real lineage to it, probably longer than some of these societies today claiming that they're Rosicrucian orders, you know. But who cares? To me, it's all about the, the teachings. I just think the history of it is like they should do a documentary about it because it's really, yeah, it's like Indiana Jones, man. Raiders of the Lost Ark. I read a lot of, I read a lot of similar things that almost seemed like I was reading the same text when I was reading Paracelsus literature. Like he made a, he he talked a lot about this uh, uh, spirits. Um, what do you call them? Uh, the salamanders. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah, the salamanders are the, um, those are the uh, elementals of the fire element, yeah? Elementals, right, yeah. the elementals. Paracelsus talks about the elementals in the same way that I was reading it in Rosicrucian text from Heindel. And I was like, well, that's interesting. So, I don't know. That goes back further, right, Paracelsus? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Paracelsus you know was, was the, one of the first alchemists, and he would do... Uh, he would create medicines and talismans, but mainly medicines. Uh, he got he wrote a lot about um, plant alchemy and all kinds of. Oh, he wrote a lot about alchemy. But he was one of the first guys to use the stellar lineups of the stars, the planets, and stuff to invoke certain things into his medicines. Even though the chemistry worked, it worked better. It's just proven that it worked better at certain alignments. You know, <clears throat> so. Yeah, they like our current pharmacology or our, our current chemistry that makes the pills that we have today 
all of that spawned from Paracelsus. That was the beginning of all of it. But they left out yeah, the uh, esoteric a- stuff, you know. They said it was too woo-woo. It's pretty woo-woo, some of the stuff he wrote. He got some spells and stuff in there that, like, sounds like straight, like, out of a witch's coven, man. Like. Uh, I see Max oh, Heindel. Max Heindel actually. So there's two big Rosicrucian orders nowadays. There's Max Heindel, who attended lectures in Germany by Rudolf Steiner, which is funny. This is what I'm saying, like. That story of the Christian okay. Rosenkreuz story has some kind of weird thing that supposedly spawned in Germany. See where I'm going with this? So you got Heindel yeah. and you got Steiner. Heindel taught a former Rosicrucian that was pretty much heavily influenced by theosophy, but I, I like his books, especially on astrology. You know, I have some for you. You keep telling me that. I want to. I can't wait to read these books. You know. Well, I I, I set some aside actually from Heindel that are are super astrological. <laughs> They're just beyond me, and it's it's not for me. It's for you. Some of these texts I have just they're not for me. And I set some aside for you. The only problem is is there's people that relate that I don't like. Is there's people that relate. The Rosicrucians to, uh, like, Karl Marx and communism and stuff like that. And that's not true. Just because people were around doesn't mean that they were involved in it, you know. Right. So tell me then, most people stay involved with these teachings. And you said, like, this stuff, and it is mine too. But you said, this stuff is, uh, this is what I use for my spiritual journey. And I'm passing it down to my children, too. What do you think was the biggest influence, other than the reading the text? Like, experientially, what was the biggest thing that made you decide that for yourself? That made me decide... Yeah, did you have out-of-body experience, or was it that story that, you know, with the crystal sword that changed everything for you? That was the big moment, wasn't it? Joe, yeah, it was uh, hearing a voice, and as crazy as it sounded, testing it, like we're saying. I tested every piece of this riddle in my head down to the craziest component of you will find a crystal sword. And it led me to, like you said, I didn't have to go sign up for some... uh, some lodge or some group, but through my own journey of like letting go completely, uh, I, 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 it was a lot of breath work for me. I really believe it wouldn't happen had I not done that breath work. It's really, that stuff really works. I mean, that's why they keep having these breakthroughs at these events. Uh, it, that breathwork is intense, and so if that opened up what I can, I don't, I don't know what, to, I've been calling it a kundalini awakening because my whole, 
my whole existence has changed since this. Like I, I followed, I followed uh, what the voices told me, and 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 all of a sudden I have all this literature, all this text, all these teachings, um, and I've kind of gone through my own initiation on my own in my own little world, and and like I can't. We're more than these physical bodies, for sure. Like, dude, I can't go around without having some magical experience day to day. And then I'll, you know, manifest things just for the fun of it. Just, it's ridiculous, Joe. Like, we're all magicians. But what changed, is for sure, was... If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Was that meditation, that breath work, that the action, the, action, the work I put in... It didn't just happen like I put in work like I was I was sick and I changed my diet and I was running like daily and then you know, I was putting in like work and then everything changed but it, it it also hasn't been easy or a fun ride like I talk about that too with my best friend the other day I'm like what all my best friends my whole life Joe have been named Joe so it's funny because my other best friend, Joe, I'm like, dude, like, it's like I went through a a whole transition that nobody asked for. I didn't ask for it. Everybody in my life around me didn't ask for it. All of a sudden, I'm different. And I see the world different. And I move through the world different. And so it it, it hasn't always it's not all fun and games, you know, like it's been real stressful. I've lost relationships and it's been, but it's purpose and there's no going back. And I wouldn't want to go back. I mean, there was a point where I did. And I talked about that too, like binge drinking for months just to try to shut this extra sensory perception off because it's like heavy. I was crying at a stranger's house, you know, in a hallway. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's pretty good. That is heavy. Here, like, what's happening? You know what I mean? Like, I didn't, and I even said that. I'm like, I'm sorry. You know, I didn't come here for this. I'm like, waving my face, you know, and, you know, it just happened. Yeah. So, you know, I, I think uh, that I'm not special. And that's what I say. Like, I'm not, it's not me. It's not, it's never me. The same way you don't plan for your show and you keep it authentic and you keep it real and you don't plan it. When I go to these events or when I'm talking to somebody, it's like, I just open the door and something else comes through and it's not me. It's spirit. It's maybe somebody else's guardian angel that's speaking through me at that time and they need it and, mm. and they get it. And I'm just like, 
I'm just the radio. I'm just like the receiver. And you know what I mean? Yeah. It's yeah, really, no, uh, I get what you're saying. You got to be careful of that stuff though, dude. One day, one day I'm going to call you and I'm going to be like, Chris, where, where are you at, bro? And you're going to be off in like the sixth dimension. You're going to be gone. You know, <laughs> I'm not playing, dude. We've lost. Uh, I mean, has anybody seen Fee? Fee used to be in the chat room all the time. We used to talk to Fee all the time. But one day for like two weeks straight, we were talking to, you know, because I get really big into conscious exploration. Like I'm a, I'm kind of like a psychonaut, but without the, uh, without the drugs. Right. So I'll do magic, meditation, out-of-body experiences. I'll do anything to have a, a conscious experience. And, and so I, I, we had listeners that would do the same thing. And Fee was one of them. He started doing this experiment where he meditated in front of the, a mirror. And one day he was gone. And he came back and said, well, I, I feel like I had a missing time experience or something. And then he did it again. He said, I'm going to keep doing this, right? And then he never came back, bro. Like, I don't know where he is. Okay. So, yeah, there's, there's a, <laughs> I believe it, man. I, I, dude, that's okay. This is the ultimate, that's like, that's the master level. Like, that's the, if you can teach yourself how to, like, physically disappear or, like, by locate. By, by locate, yeah. You know, like uh, like Luke Skywalker in the last Star Wars. That's that. Those movies are super esoteric. I realized. You know, I didn't know that growing up. But it's all about like the master teachers, Luke, the Skywalker. Yeah, he well, does that in one of the last movies. Well, you know what? Here, I'm with you on this, man. I know you're. You see, I know where you're at because you're taking in all this knowledge, and it's because you got all these books, bro. You found you didn't find all those books for no reason. You probably got books that people have never heard of, and that. And just to just so you guys know this, I'm I'm gonna spill the beans. I'm not gonna do it all the way, but you know, he sent me pictures of some of these books he found. If you guys heard Chris's story and some of these books, I can't wait to read them because I've never heard of them before. I think you, you stepped on a gold mine of knowledge and I don't think it was happenstance. You know, I really don't. No, I, I, I feel it was, it's all been destiny. Like, how does that happen, Joe? How does it happen? I mean, listen to it again, man. Like, I, be still. Choose a place at the head of the city. I will reveal myself to you in the place of your nativity. There you will find a crystal sword. Yeah, I found a crystal quartz Native American arrowhead, but the crystal sword was this sacred word, this spiritual knowledge, this cache of 600 ancient texts on esoteric knowledge that had been ripped from the shelves of library because of their controversial uh, context. Like, my mother wanted to destroy these books because she was afraid of them because of some of the imagery in the fronts. Because why? There's some skulls and bones. There's some triangles and circles. And it says, try, you know, 
uh, it's for us, Joe. It's also not coincidence that you and me are rapping right now. You know, that I connected with the other magician. Well, she wanted you, know, you to burn them or something? What's that stuff to do? No, but she... Oh, Joe, one day I came home and I was missing it. I was freaking out. I was like, where's my books? I found them in a trash bag in the, in a dumpster. And, um... No yeah, way. man, I got I got ahead. Not all of them. Because I... <laughs> there was too early, but... I had rescued a good 20 from the dumpster. But, uh, I didn't lose none, but... You know, there was a time there where mom was scared because, for real, man, I was being borrowed by some uh, some souls trapped in the astral realm. Joe, there was a murder-suicide up there, and uh, that shit was real, man. Like, it's <laughs> the craziest experience of my life, dude. Like, everyone was scared. Here's a, here's a quote from Max Heindel. We're going to the top of the hour. It says, Our visible sun is but the mirror in which we are, which are reflected the rays of energy from the spiritual sun. The real sun is as invisible as the real man. There's a Max Heindel riddle for you there. So, uh, yeah. Well, guess what? We'll be right back with more Chris Martinez. And, and we'll get deeper into some of this Rosicrucian stuff, too, and what some of the books that Chris found. I'm, I'm, I'm all in, like Stonecock says. I'll be right back. I don't want to speak too soon here, but I think someone just dropped a, a rather sizable donation to move us much, much closer to the goal. So thank you, sir. You know who you are. You're a godsend. And uh, we're here with Chris Martinez. I'll update that shortly, too. Uh, Sometimes you got to do a double take when you look at things. You know what I mean, Chris? You got to keep the faith, brother. Yeah. You got to keep the faith. That's what it's all about. And this is this is what this is what I try to tell people. Like this whole station's been built on faith and energy and people and and uh, what you know. We've had multiple conversations of what we're trying to do here. And um, you know, anytime you push a car down the road. Some people like to push and help push the car. Everybody gets involved, and other people like to sit back and talk. And uh, for the people that like to get out and help push the car, we'd love the hell out of you, man. Seriously. I mean, my heart's speeding up a little bit because of that. Anyways, let me, let me get my bearings together because we were talking about Rosicrucianism. Just give me a second. All right. So the so all week we've been talking about planetary vibrations, and I know that you've read something about this, right, Chris? I know you have. Yeah. The yeah. number seven, right? So Max Heindel writes in his book, which I love Heindel. I, I suggest everybody read Heindel, but he wrote a book called The Message of the Stars, and. He speaks about the planetary vibrations, and he says that from upon each of the seven light bearers, the planets, which are called the seven spirits before the throne, that's in Revelation, okay? Uh, their names are Mercury, Venus, Earth, Mars, Jupiter, Saturn, and Uranus. And Bode's Law provides that Neptune does not yet belong to our solar system and he, it, that is referred to as a simplified scientific astrology by the present writer for mathematical demonstrations or whatever. 
But he says each of the seven planets received the light of the sun in a different measure according to its proximity to the central orb and the constitution of its atmosphere and the beings on each planet. And according to their stage of development, they have affinity for some of the solar rays. So you hear the people in theosophy talk about the solar rays all the time. Now the planets absorb the color or colors uh, congress to them and reflect the rest upon the other planets. This reflected ray bears with it an impulse of the nature of the beings with which it has been in contact. Thus, the divine light and life comes to each planet, either directly from the sun or reflected from its sixth sister planet. And as the summer breeze, which has been wafted over blooming fields, carries upon its silent and visible wings and blended fragrance of a multitude of flowers, so all the subtle influences from the garden of God bring to us the coming impulses of all the planetary spirits and in that very colored light we live and move and have our being the rays which come directly from the sun are productive of spiritual illumination the reflected rays from other planets make for added consciousness and moral development and the rays reflected by the way of the moon give physical growth isn't that really cool man like I even if even if that's not real, like I I know it's not you can't scientifically prove what he's talking about. But if you read Revelations and the guy that wrote Revelations, which I believe probably has some ties to the Rosicrucianism, all of the stuff that they talk about in the Rosicrucian orders is all in Revelations, astrology, alchemy. It's all in there, you know. So I mean, even if they they don't like look. We can't prove this scientifically, but where do you think these people just got this stuff out of thin air? Like they all just made it up in their heads? You know what I mean? Like, no. No. No, hell no. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The planets are not there for no reason. Just like the molecules in your body are not there for no reason. They're not just what science and NASA tells us they are. And that I can assure you. But he's talking about, bro, he's talking about beings on planets. You understand what I'm saying? Like, he's talking about that there are actual beings on these planets. Maybe not human beings, but there's some type of conscious beings on each of these planets. It's trippy, man. Yeah. That is trippy. I like what he. I like. I like that the the rays. You know, light life comes from the rays. I mean, that speaks. I mean, to you know, what my my experience like. It, it's all. It all comes from the sun. I, I was telling my buddy the other day too, and he's like, "We don't got. We don't have chloroplast, Chris." I said, "That's not what I'm talking about, brother. Like, it's divine. It's divine life and light." Right. Yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, 
that's what it's all about is life and light. And when I had that, now I don't know if you ever heard this on my show, but I had that it, that second out of body experience that I, when I was trying to get out of my body and I got stuck and those two like beings pushed me down, I was yeah, frustrated, I bro. I was like trying to get out of my body and I got angry or frustrated. And I said, I demand you to release me by light and life. And I didn't even think it. Like, it just came out of me. And the voice sounded like James Earl Jones. It wasn't even, well, I don't think it was my voice. It was so deep and vibratory. It's crazy, man. This stuff is crazy. It's real, y'all. I'm not playing. I'm not making this stuff up either at all. I wouldn't do that to you. It freaks me out. A little bit, though, if I'm going to be totally honest with you. Well, yeah, it's a little freaky, but it's real. You know why? Because I don't know what those beings were that pushed me back in my body to this day. I've had, uh, like, a lot of astral travelers come on the show and tell me, you know, what they think they are. But the truth is, is they were just, like, really shadowy blobby figures i saw for about two seconds maybe maybe and they shoved me so fast back in my body it all happened within a matter of a second after i said that phrase it's like when i said that phrase it was almost like these beings just came to me and were like oh shit and just pushed me back in or something that's what it felt like almost like you ain't ready for that yet you know what i'm saying yeah. See, I had experience with a being, like, and I drew him up. Like, it was a four-foot-tall, dark, uh, shadowy figure with elongated arms and little gangly fingers. And I also had, you know, an experience with a seven-foot-tall, translucent, three-foot-wide, floating thing. Um, I don't know what those were either. Um one of these books I have, though, let me let me let me read something to you. Just take me a second. Some people do not believe in ghosts. I do. Ghosts of various kinds. One, it's possible to project an image of oneself, which image may be seen by another, however distant. That's the highest occult arcanum, as taught by the Eighth Priesthood. Then there's the phantasmal projection of heated fancy, spectral illusion, the result of cerebral fever, as in drunken delirium, opium, or other fancies. There's also the spirits of dead men, spiritual beings from other planets. That speaks to what you were just talking about. Oh, no, beings really? from original worlds. Yeah, it's what it says. That's number four, spiritual beings from other planets. Five, beings from original worlds who have not died, but who nevertheless are of so fine texture as to defy the material laws which we are compelled to obey, coming under the operation of those that govern disembodied men aren't able to do all that they do. Pretty crazy, right? So what book is that? You don't want to tell me? What's the name of that book? It's, it's Volume One, The Initiates. Oh, that's right. Primer. You already said that at the beginning of the show, didn't you? The Initiates. Yeah. 
I've read volumes one, two, three, and four, and there's five volumes. And then I, I haven't even read the fifth one, but then I went back to volume one, and I've been reading volume one for like two years. Like back and forth. I keep going back and forth through it. And I I don't know why I never read volume five, but something tells me I just wasn't ready for it yet, you know? That's a lot of heavy so stuff. I keep, like think about this for a minute, all right? What if I don't I don't take everything in as like total truth. But let's just say for a minute that you got a set of books that all of that stuff really is true. Like it's true, true. Do if if that's the case, then we are way behind on what we think we really are or what is really going on. Like I know because we got all this artificial intelligence stuff happening and there's a lot of people waking up and uh, there's a lot of people into magic and the esoteric nowadays. Like every freaking show is talking about it now. Israel Regardi, Golden Dawn stuff, right? But I think I think we're long. I think we're just breaking the ice. I think magic, Rosicrucianism, and all this stuff is probably just the tip of the iceberg. I think these might just be systems to which we understand something that's much, much or that helps us understand something that's much higher, and we've given it names, like the rays or the eighth priesthood. Like, let me ask you the question. You don't, and you don't have to answer, but in those books, does it talk about the Great White Lodge at all? At all. It doesn't have to. I'm just curious. I don't remember the Great White Lodge, but I do have... Uh, the Great White Brotherhood is that is that something? I think that's the same thing, but yeah, I've heard it said yeah, both ways. Yeah, yes, and it's not. Yeah, when I first saw that, I thought first it was, I thought it was like racist, but it's not. It's like the white light versus the like black magic. Yeah. So then there's a, you know Samuel Umbiore talks about brothers of the white lodge and brothers of the black lodge he also talks about uh, what else does he call it he calls it like white tantra and black tantra too when he talks about sacred sexuality you know, th there's a whole see when you get into this stuff whether it's alchemy um, or the mystery schools of regeneration or the planets or alchemy once you get into this stuff and you start learning from different people they all have different like viewpoints, like the guys that are considered black or evil. Well, I'll just say it. So there's these methods of sacred sexuality. They're supposed to, you know, you find a partner that, that you fall in love and you do these spiritual practices that regenerate your energy and at higher levels, okay, um, that help you live longer. You're still going to die, but they give you... It gives you more health, helps you, helps you live longer, all that stuff. Now, I know part of this is true, but that's not the point. My point is, is when you get to talking to people that understand this stuff, even those people are arguing, okay, well, what's, what's white or what's um, morally good or what's considered white Tantra versus black Tantra? And it's kind of, you know, graphic, but they argue back and forth as to what that is. And I think it, I think at that point it gets a little stupid, you know. Do you know, you know what, what I'm talking about at all? 
Right. I do. Yeah, I do. I know. I do know you're talking about Joe. You know, okay. it's graphic. I understand. Yeah, and I and I don't want to be. I don't think it's graphic. I'm not ashamed of it or anything. I just don't want to get that way on the radio show. It's just even when they talk about the philosopher's stone, there's people that argue, oh, no, it's a physical thing. Oh, no, it's a spiritual thing. So even the people that really know a lot, once they learn these higher truths, they still don't know for a fact what this stuff is or they wouldn't be arguing over it, I don't think. The invocations of white magic as taught by the Council of the Magi, the Order of Men, once known as the Sacred 24. You've heard that, the Sacred 24? Well, isn't there... Wait, how many elders is in Revelation? Isn't it 24? I, I don't know the answer. Hold on, let me look. Just to make sure. Yeah, 24 elders. See what I mean? All of this stuff... Mm -hmm. Is it corresponds with the book of Revelations in some kind of way. I'm telling you. So there's 24 elders. There's a whole thing to this 144,000, 12 tribes, 24. You know, I got a theory of what this is. So, so if you're a mystic, then you know we're all one consciousness. Do you and I agree on that? Like we're all one at, at some point. Yes. Well, right. this, this oneness is God. But if this thing broke itself down, it would have to break itself down in a golden spiral or in that spiraling force they talk about. So it, maybe it started with 144,000, I guess, pieces of itself. And then it broke that down into, you know what I mean, 12s and 12s and 12s. And then now we have like millions of people, billions of people. And eventually we all kind of come back to our higher selves and remember back to the one. I don't know. I was just a thought. I'm not saying that's true. That was beautiful, Joe. That was beautiful. We remember. Yeah, we remember back to the one. So you may have lived six, seven hundred lives as different people, but you actually have a higher self that's bigger that goes back into that mathematical equation of the 144,000, you know. Well, I don't know. See, this is all we can do is guess at this stuff and ask spirit to show us because we don't know yet. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me. And you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. 
Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I'm rambling, bro. Right. Rambling. Rambling. You guys got to go to this event, though. I know Chris is going to be there. This is what I'm going to do at the Mount Shasta event. It's all about astral travel and magic. I'm going to do a knowledge lecture. I think we're staying four days this time. I'm going to do a knowledge lecture, and then I'm going to do two path workings, one with the Kabbalah, and then we're going to go to the mountain and do an elemental ritual with the elements in the mountain. And then the last day, I'm going to do the same thing I did last year. I'm going to do a guided path working, but I'm going to get really intense. I want everybody to at least get to the vibratory state. You know, that's what I want. So I'm going to focus on that. No, yeah, I won't miss it. Don't miss it. Contact at the cabin. Looking forward to it. Did you have you been getting out yeah, of body lately? More than though. No, no, I haven't. But I've had some. Uh, I've had some dreams that seemed like they weren't dreams. They were more like visitations. But uh, uh, I haven't haven't really been able to get out of body. I've been working this magic though, Joe. Like uh, really putting stuff out there. Um, specific specific super specific and then whether it be you can chalk it up to coincidence but it it is what it is like if if you're making things happen make things happen you know that's a pretty good statement if you're making things happen make it happen Anyways, we'll address some of the people, some of the things that people are saying in the chat room because I'm curious as to what you're going to say. And I know you don't usually stay up this late, so thanks for staying up with me, brother. It's almost over. But you do, like, if I had a badge to give late-nighters, I'd definitely give you one for sure. This is like the third time or fourth time you've done this with me. Oh, yeah, it's a pleasure, man. I love it, man. I got my coffee. Right. I got my... Come on, I'm chilling. Right on. Well, uh, well okay, so can we got to... Like can only rap like this with a Joe Cool. <laughs> we gotta, we'll be right back. If you want to join the chat, you can. You go to Fringe.fm, click on the Discord. You can visit Cat and Stunkhawk and who else is in there? Who else is in there tonight? And uh, tonight we have Chris Martinez on the show. I just got uh, a voicemail to ask, oh, how can we donate just one time? Uh, you don't have to. So if you go to lightingthevoid.com, you'll have, I have the membership stuff there from my members and stuff from my show. But if you go to, I run both the Fringe FM and Lighting the Void, so it all goes to the same place, right? So if you uh, go to fringe.fm forward slash donations, you can make a donation through Venmo, Cash App, PayPal. And even if you don't want to do all that, you can uh, donate with your debit card through PayPal. Just don't click the box that says create an account. And you can put in $5, $10, whatever, however much you want to donate. Just so you know, because I've had three or four people ask me that question, even tonight. 
So maybe I'm not, I don't know, maybe I should put something on the website as well. And I've had other people say, well, why don't you have Bitcoin up there? And I, I still haven't got involved in Bitcoin, Chris. I don't know why. I just haven't gotten around to doing it yet. But it seems like everybody else is doing Bitcoin. Are you involved with Bitcoin at all? Not at all. And I'm not interested in it for some reason. Yeah. It doesn't interest me. Well, it doesn't, I don't know if it's interesting. I just don't, don't understand it. It's almost like I don't understand NFTs. So back to uh, Max Heindel. He also says, uh, each planet can only absorb a certain quantity of one or more colors. According to the general stage of evolution uh, there, so each, so each being upon earth, mineral, plant, animal, and man can only absorb and thrive upon a certain quantity of the various rays projected upon the earth. The remainder do not affect it or produce sensation, and more than the blind are conscious of the light and color which exist everywhere around them. Therefore, each being is differently affected by the stellar rays and the science of astrology. A fundamental truth in nature is of enormous benefit in the attainment of spiritual growth. So this is, this is what I mean by the, the theosophists and stuff. They believe in these seven rays of color that kind of correspond to the promise of the rainbow that through the rays of the sun and all of the light in our solar system are constantly giving us energy and we're reflecting it back depending on our natures, right? So this is why even when you see things like, think about like, if you don't believe this, just think about from your experience, okay? Let's take the color red, Chris. You know redheads, right? Redheaded humans, they get angrier more quicker than people. The, the craziest snake that I ever saw, the, the meanest and most fiercest snake was a copperhead. Red ants will tear your ass up. Pretty much everything red on this earth, as far as animals are concerned, most of them come from hell. You know, they're not here to like make you feel good. Wasp, big fat red wasps, right? right? They all have this energy, and this energy comes from Mars. And this Martian energy is all about like intense, warlike. It's just the energy, right? We can't say red wasps are bastards from hell even though they carry that hellish, Martian, reddish energy, if that makes any sense. Am I making sense at all? Make a little sense. Yes, it does. Makes perfect sense. Yeah. I believe it, too. I believe that we absorb the rays. As, I can't say it as eloquently as you just did or as Heinel did, but I believe what... What he's he talking said. about, right? Like, yeah. yeah, I feel like I've experienced that spiritual energy... When I'm outdoors, I don't enjoy being indoors, period. Like, I I sleep with the windows open if it's, you know, cool enough, you know. Uh, I'd rather be outside. I feel like there is a spiritual energy that you absorb from the stars, from the moon. That's that whole moon energy that affects women's cycles, you know. The waters, like, we're all clearly affected by... The orbs. Well, yeah, even uh, Manley talked about that. He said that the moon governs, uh, in the occult anatomy of man, that the moon governs all the liquids, all the cycles of all the liquids on the planet. That's the ocean, water, menstrual cycles, blood cycles, 
just every ebb and flow of liquid on the planet, the moon governs it. And the moon runs a 28-day cycle, so think about that. It's probably true. And every day I go out to the ocean here, and the water's either really far, you know, that's high tide. Six hours later, it's low tide. It pulls way back. And it's crazy to think that that orb or that moon or that mysterious little ball up there is doing all that, but it is. It sure is. And if we're, if we're, most, and if we're mostly water, you know? So if it's doing that to the massive ocean, it's doing something to us. Right. It does right. it. And this is why the magicians use the phases of the moon because it, you know, it does directly affect us and things are manifested through the waters of consciousness, right? So to the magician and to the esoteric, the element of water does govern water itself, but it also governs the astral realm or the conscious realm in the dream world, the living waters, so to speak, too, you know. That's why your dreams are so crazy and fluctuate and run together and all that stuff because it's just a water of consciousness. It's kind of crazy. But the, the trippiest, dude, the trippiest thing I ever heard was when Carl Jung described himself after he died, so to speak, or he had this vision like that. I remember, I forget what book it was in. I think it was in the Red Book or that he died and then the, the next thing you know, he was he was in like this sea of consciousness that the moon was fluctuating, but he, he had no control over anything. Almost like as if he was a seaweed and the ebb and flow of consciousness, just waiting to be born again. It was kind of scary the way he talked about it, but all this stuff trips me out. That is trippy. That is trippy. It is right. And we're never going to, we're never going to know the truth until, you know, we know. So that's why we're going to do conscious exploration. Let's see. Let's look in the chat and see what people are saying. What's up, Sammy? What's up, Stunkhawk? Let's say, yeah. Uh, anybody got anything cool to say tonight? The cabal are up to their tricks trying to take away the Second Amendment. Uh-oh. Yeah, I don't want to get in. That's a sticky situation right there. I don't want to get into that. So last night... um, the, the guy in chat, Stunkhawk, he made a good uh, uh, declaration, so to speak. He said, I think the, uh, the magic, he's talking about magic, I think in the acts themselves are important, aren't important at all. Just the ritual and, and intent bound to a symbol. And maybe a personalized ritual would be better. So it seems every culture has a different way of generating the same result. It makes me think it's just used as a placebo to induce the power that we have naturally. So you remember when I was at the event, Chris, and I was saying that, like, how magic changed my life because nothing else worked for me? Yes. Yes. It wasn't until I actually kind of personalized things that it actually started changing my life, like he's talking about, you know. And I'm pretty sure you talked to me about that at the event, too, because... I was talking about the, I remember talking to you either around the fire or maybe it was inside about how, you know, the Golden Dawn has a pretty dogmatic ritual system. And then you was like, yeah, but don't you learn how to, you said something like that. Don't you learn how to kind of do your own thing with it? And eventually you do, like you're doing now, you know. Right. You make it personal. You make it your own, your own ritual. And then it's 
authentic. Yeah, for for example, you can learn the lesser banishing ritual, the pentagram, and learn about all the elements and do it that way, which is cool. But if you understand the ritual, you could easily just go outside and start grabbing things that represent like earth, air, fire, and water and do your own ritual and, and, and make it in this like balanced thing if you want to. And as long as it's like special to you and you do it every day or whatever, it's something that, that's um, sacred to you. That, it'll, I think that would work just as good, actually, if not better. I really do. Just don't be grabbing red wasps for fire. That's all. Yeah, no, don't do that. So you're going to... That's, that was what I did. You know, I made things my own, too. You know, it's more personal that way. I, I really think you can... Uh, it's, it's your own. It's not somebody else's. Well, you know, in the, like in the, in the Bible when someone says, when Jesus says, go into your closet and pray, I think that's kind of like a metaphor for saying that relationship that you have with Source, however you do it, that you, you shouldn't have to explain yourself. I don't think. I think you just do it. I had a lot of coffee. I had some really strong coffee tonight, bro. I'm sorry if I'm talking too much. You know I love you. Okay. What, what, what kind of coffee do you drink? I went to Publix and got that that uh, generic coffee, but it's the Colombian yeah. brew. You know, the Colombian brew is the strong one, right? And uh, Yeah, that's what I usually drink. Yeah, and if you get the generic kind, dude, like you don't, you, they don't have all that stuff that the name brand ones do to keep that certain flavor. They just make sure, okay... It's generic, so let's make sure it's strong, and then uh, we'll call this the Colombian brew, you know. And uh, right, <laughs> and I think I even put a little bit too much of that in there tonight. So my bad, I'm rambling. But thanks for coming on, bro. No, it's been good. Yeah, it's been real good, man. I feel like I can open up and say whatever I want to to Joe Root for sure. Well, I, ch I, I try to get on here and make a complete fool of myself so everybody else feels better, you know, to say. Like, if he's just going to ramble and say stupid shit, then I can, I'm going to say, I can say whatever, you know. That's the way I look at it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I appreciate the platform, you know, to, to talk about things that are fringy that I couldn't talk about with other people in my day-to-day -day ventures. You know, like being a medium for a lady in her house. It was so trippy, man. Like I, I, I wanted to get on the horn and tell Joe, so it was cool to talk to you about it on the show, man. Well, I think that was a really cool experience. And uh, I got to ask you, while we got a few minutes left, did you, did you hear any voices? Like, people want to know how you get these messages. And usually... When I, I talk to mediums, I ask them, like, hey, did you hear a vocal voice? Or was it like a voice in your head? Or was it, it, I guess it's hard to explain how you know what to say or what the Spirit's trying to say, isn't it? 
I was getting confirmations uh, with energy vibrations, uh, and I was trying to explain it like that using that comparison to the Stranger Things. How she was, she would ask Will a question, and then he would light up the light, like for yes. Um, and so I was, I would get like the super intense energy for, for yes questions. I wasn't hearing voices, but I have in, you know, in a, like kind of broader answer to your question in the past, I have had auditory, but that didn't happen in this particular case, but the auditory was what took me to the Stafford Peak in in Miranda, Arizona, to find all these books, you know, that was auditory in my brain. You know, I've heard a few other things out loud, um, but that wasn't the case here. This was a feeling. It was like a, an energy, an intensifying energy, like a light bulb turning on inside of me, answering yes. That's it. Wow. I've never had that happen to me. I mean, I've heard stuff, but I've never. There was one time I did that, like, when I was talking to my best friend back home. And we were we were sitting in a uh, a rodeo fence. We were sitting on top of it. It was, it was a bull cage, basically. And, his mo you know, my, my buddy's mom just passed away. And I don't know if it was just intuition or whatever, but. I just told him, I said, man, I think your mom wants you to know that, you know, I told him a few things, personal things. And uh, it wasn't too long ago that he told me that he went back to that place that I told him that she told him to go to, and he could feel that she was there. And it just felt uh, trippy to me to be able to say that. But I've only, I don't think I said that because I was feeling her spirit or whatever. I think I just said that because it was like, because yeah, I knew her, and it was intuition or something, you know. I've never felt anything more than that when it comes to, like, allowing uh, messages to come through, I guess. Maybe I'm afraid of it. Well, you you keep giving me a warning, you know, be careful what you open yourself up to. And I know that that's, uh, it's a real thing because I have... I have experienced the really dark, evil energy, and that shit sucks. Well, what, what do you mean? You ex what did you experience? What happened? I mean, can you just? We only got a few minutes, but uh, what happened? Well, at the, you know, at the at the property that I was caretaking, uh, I had like been. Uh, this chill came through me. Uh, I, I would say I was momentarily possessed, but not possessed because it, it didn't possess me. It borrowed me. This this entity that I had seen weeks previously, I had smelt, I had felt. It came inside of me, and I was talking shit to it, like, like leave me alone. I was really angry with it. I started confronting this entity. You didn't invoke yeah, it, right? Then, like, it just came to you? No, no. No, I think I broke this sacred circle in the front yard, and I had 
and like invited this thing unknowingly into my property and it kept like fucking with me and then I was talking shit to it like like get up out of me man leave me alone and it, it was really painful like chills that cramped my bones and I was it was like made me sick and nauseated and then that's when oh, I ran man. out to the gate and was like I gotta get up I gotta get up out of here and that's when I'd seen the little dark and it, the little dark shadowy figure by the wall and I was it was horribly scary, man. Like no, no, no acid, no mushrooms, nothing. It was all like sober. No, completely, completely sober, Joe. It wow. Was, uh, there's a dark history at that place. Um, I'm pretty sure I figured it all out, but at the time, it was the scariest thing I'd ever been through. Uh, seeing. The, this, I called it the dweller on the threshold. Like this, yeah. This thing was just always there, man. I could smell it. I could see it. I could feel it. And it was scary enough for me to leave that place. I like. A, I'm like. I'm out. You know. I had a house. I had a four bedroom house, 81 acres of property, rent free, utility free. But that place was so dark and evil. I had to get up out of there. What did it smell like? Like sulfur or something or what? Yeah, I thought that something had died in the vents because uh, uh, they're like a floor. It was a floor vent, so I thought maybe a uh, pack rat died in there. So I had everything checked, the whole house inspected um, by these exterminators, and they said nothing was there. I put air fresheners there. Uh, that smell of death was always right by the front door always in one spot and that's where that entity came in I was sitting right there and then that's where I saw it it was always right there at the front door and I think it was like because in the front yard there's a sacred circle I didn't know it was a sacred circle so maybe but I removed these stones because they were cool looking and I didn't know what I was doing and I broke the circle oh dude I found a wand out of that property like there's somebody else invoked something and I think I accidentally like released it, and it was just fucking with me the whole time I was there. And it's still out there, man. I mean, it's only a ten minute drive from my spot right now. I don't go there at night, though. Well, listen, if I ever come to Tucson, I'll go out there with you. We'll pull a Constantine on this some bitch. You know, I'll go with you. Oh yeah, dude, I want you to. I really feel like you're the man to go back with me, man. People <laughs> I tell them they're, they're too scared to go, man. They're the people who know the story. They're like, I ain't going back with you. <laughs> Look, uh, well, we'll talk, dude. See, now we got to talk about that thing the next time we talk. All right, well, we do got to get out of here. But yeah, brother, sure. thank you for coming on and talking to me tonight. I love getting on here and doing radio shows every night, but. I kind of miss having a guest on because once you, like if you don't have someone to talk back to you, you start to go a little crazy after a while. You start to go a little mad. You know what I mean? Well, it's fun getting mad on the air with you, man. It's blast, dude. So let's go back and forth anytime you want to, Joe. And the voices start coming out, questioning your every word. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> all right we got to get out of here stay tuned for the secret teachings as we go deeper into the late night here on the fringe fm thank you uh many thousand thank yous to 
the donation that we got tonight to help us get closer to the goal. Thank you so much. You're also uh, in the drawing till we reach our goal. I love each and every one of you. Good night, you guys. Have sweet dreams. Chris, man. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.